I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 297. Wow, we're getting close to the big 300 mark, 300 episodes. Looking forward to that. Before we start with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. So far, people have attended this program from over 34 countries around the world. And wherever you're located, you know, this is an opportunity to invest in your career. So if you want to get involved, uh, check out my 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. Go to nz365guide.com forward slash mentor. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest uh, MVP is from Madrid, Spain. He works at a, uh, AX Azure as a financial operations developer for Microsoft Dynamics 365. He was awarded the MVP in October of last year. He's also the co-founder and co-host of a podcast called XDev. That's XPP.dev if you want to look that up. So it could be well worth a listen. He loves to be with his dogs and plays with his with older cameras during his spare time. So I'm interested in finding out a bit more about that. You can follow him uh, on Twitter. Adria Atez, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now, what I'll do is I'll get you to correctly pronounce your name for our listeners. So if they ever talk to you, they, they get it right. Yeah. So my name is pronounced Adria Ariste. Lovely. And you're you're in Madrid, Spain. Yeah, well, uh, actually not anymore. Uh, I've lived in Madrid for uh, eight years, but uh, last November, my girlfriend and I moved just outside Madrid. We are not in, in, in the same region, but we are just 45 minutes from Madrid. So it's like I were there, yeah, still, because... In the end, uh, I work in in Madrid. So, so are you more north of Madrid, east, west, or south? I'm more uh, east of Madrid. East of Madrid, awesome. Okay, I've I, I spent some time there a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I, I was involved in a thing. I don't know if you've heard it called Vaughan Town. Have you heard of that in Madrid? Uh, no. It's it's like a English speaking, you know, for Spanish speakers that want to learn English because they work in companies that want to learn English. And it was kind of like an on-site thing. It was I went and stayed. I think it was a place called Gredos, um, uh, outside Madrid. It was about an hour, maybe an hour and a half away, and we went, it was next to an amazing castle. And uh, yeah, we spent a whole week where you're paired up with Spanish speakers, as they can practice English on you. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I think, is it a TV and radio station, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the organizers are on TV and radio as well. That's great. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, I, I got a, a chance in that time to spend quite a bit of time in Madrid. 
found some lovely little bars that served rum and uh, I love rum. So uh, that was really, really nice. But boy, it can get hot there, can't it? Yeah, um, I, I don't like the hot weather, even though I live in Spain, but I don't like it. So, And summers in Madrid are pretty hot. And, and especially the night is very hard because uh, temperatures don't go down uh, as much as uh, outside the city. And, and uh, I've spent some weeks without sleeping there. So mm. <laughs> I'm a <Wow>. winter lover. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your family. Um, you know, where, where are they from? What part of Spain? And, uh, and what do you do kind of when you're not working? Well, I'm not from Madrid. Uh, I'm from uh, near Barcelona, a city called uh, Lleida. And I moved to Madrid, uh, I think it was almost 10 years ago now. And, uh, well, I live with my girlfriend in uh, a small town, just 45 minutes out from Madrid. And uh, we are in the middle of the country, and uh, it's a great change moving from a big city like Madrid to a place where there's like 2,000 people living. But it's lovely. I, I love the, the, the difference, uh, especially during the, the times we are living. <laughs> it's, it's much better. So, so what, uh, what, what, what's the, what's the, what's your favorite food that, uh, that you eat in Spain or that you recommend if guests come, this is the food you recommend they try in Spain? If I should recommend or something, uh, maybe I, I would tell uh, the people to just go to a bar and ask for, uh, some tapas. Nice. Uh, just, uh, forget about paella because, uh, Unless you are in, in, in the coast and especially in the Valencia area, uh, you want it real paella. So go, if you come to Madrid or near, go to a bar and ask for tapas. Um, uh, there's a, a dish called the patatas bravas, which is a spicy potatoes and also, um, a pork here which is really tasty and good. And I, I, I would just recommend that. And this way they can taste their several uh, dishes instead of just focusing on, on one thing. I like it. I like it. So uh, what do you do when you're not working? Are you into gaming or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft for 14 years <laughs> Um, yeah, since almost the beginning, <laughs> but, um, the, the, let's say the hardcore times for me are long gone <laughs> because, uh, it's a very demanding, uh, game in, in speaking on, on time. And if you work, if you have family, uh, World of Warcraft is not very possible to, to combine all these things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I play from time to time. Nice, nice. So uh, you're in the finance and operations side of BizApps, is that right? Yep. 
How did you get into it? By chance. That's the... <laughs> That, that's how I got into this. I mean, when I was studying the, in, in university, I did a summer course about something called Accepta, which it, it, it's the old old name because there's been more name changes. And uh, during a month, I learned about it, but uh, I forgot about uh, Accepta for two years until I finished the my degree. And then uh, after finishing the university, uh, I just started sending uh, resumes to companies. And the first one that called me uh, is a partner, Microsoft partner, that uh, worked with Accepta Dynamics AX. And I started working just by chance. And uh, I'm really happy of this because right now I love my 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 I love my job and I love the product. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow, that's 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 incredible! Like that, you know, your your whole career is now being being focused on it. Do you you know what are you, what are your thoughts around the changes? You know, it's now what is it called Dynamics Three Six Five Finance? Uh, what it was formerly Exapta or mm-hmm. AX? Yeah, uh, it Accepta. It, it was the original name. I think it 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 wasn't the original name. It had other names, but uh, I started with Accepta. And on the version three point Microsoft bought the the original company, and uh, from three point it was Microsoft Dynamics Accepta, then Dynamics AX, and. Uh, in the last five years, since uh, we got inside the Dynamics 365 product line, let's say, uh, there's been a lot of name changes. Originally, it was called uh, AX7, then uh, Dynamics 365 for finance and operations, and there were Enterprise Edition. They took out the Enterprise Edition part, and now... Uh, the ERP is being uh, sold. Um, I mean, the licensing is done in the finance part and the operations, it's supply chain management. And there's also Dynamics 365 uh, Commerce, which is the retail product. And then there's mixed products with uh, CRM, uh, like the project operations and HR. So... But I'm on the classic side uh, with uh, finance and operations. Right, right. So you're you're stuck with the core kind of technology. As I said, we are now inside the Dynamics 365 world, but we are a bit of a we are different because we 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 are not using a dataverse yet. <laughs> uh, we are still. Using a, a, a develop uh, the programming language is called X plus plus, and um, we are a bit of uh, the, the new kids on on, on the Dynamics three six five group, and I think that uh, the the plans Microsoft plans are just moving us into what uh, 
people from the power platform and uh, and CRM products are more used to. So I guess that sometime we will start using Dataverse too. Do Do you think that at any point, <clears throat> because I, I know it's been floated before when it was called CDS and things like that, do you think that there will be a point where uh, um, Dynamics 365 Finance is fully running on the Dataverse? Uh, yeah, there's... There's a, a session of, of Sunil Garg, which is a program manager uh, for for Dataverse, and uh, he talks about this. And the plans are uh, moving us into uh, Dataverse in, in in some way, but still, of course, keeping uh, the two different products, uh, the old CRM and uh, finance and operations, still a bit uh, different, but uh, slowly uh, moving us into maybe the same databases, the same tools, but I think this is a quite a, a long process. Yeah, I mean, one one of the issues my understanding was around the data models between the two are quite different, right? And uh, so there there needs to be more of an alignment around some of the data models, which I suppose will come in time. But um, yeah, I. I I don't see it happening this year. No, 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 no. Uh, maybe three, five years. Because the, the problem here is that the ERP has a, a transactional model uh, on the database because we are storing uh, lots of transactions from inventory transactions, ledger transactions. So as you said, that the data model is very different than uh, the one from CRM. Uh, so I guess that what uh, the, the idea maybe is just uh, move our data model inside Dataverse and keep it there. As, but at least it will be easier to access data from the CRM uh, and to the ERP and both systems to communicate easier. So you can go to a customer and tell them, we are uh, selling a Dynamics 365 and it's a product, not from what is happening now that you need to um, create some integrations or processes to, to move data from one system to the other. At least we've got the dual right and the virtual entities now, but so when you tell the customer, oh, but we need to do these uh, integrations between the two systems. What? <laughs> I bought Dynamics 365. Isn't it a single product? Eh, more or less. Yeah, it is, it is confusing. Totally confusing. Tell us a bit about your podcast and, uh, you know, who is the audience that you, that you target for that podcast um, and how you got started with it? So I host the podcast with uh, my colleague Juan Antonio Tomas. And the idea, because um, the community from finance operations in Spain is quite small, and uh, we'd like it to be more like the power platform, uh, CRM, uh, all, all that product, that the community for the CRM and power platform is huge. So uh, we want... It's a Spanish-speaking podcast, 
and we want to try to grow the community with it. And it's mainly for technical people, it's developers. But the idea is to, to, to grow the community. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So you're not only targeting, I take it, um, those in Spain, but you've got Mexico as well. And I mean, there'd be a great listener base in, in the US. Um, how long have you been running? Uh, we started, I think, in June last year. Uh, we've recorded 10 episodes, but we're still uh, going on. Yeah, yeah. And it is a constant learning process. So where can people subscribe to that podcast so they can take a listen? Uh, so the easiest uh, thing is just go to uh, xpp.dev and uh, there's links there, but they can listen it on uh, Spotify, uh, on Apple Music, on Google Podcast. And I think that's all. It's, most of the people use uh, Spotify here. Yeah, 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 totally makes sense. How did you become an MVP? What was what was that path for you? I see it's just happened in the last 12 months, so it's been in the COVID world, um, and uh, you wouldn't have had the opportunities to necessarily do as much speaking, but I, I also see that you spoke recently at Scottish Summit, which is fantastic, and, um, and the Power Platform uh, Boot Camp in uh, Glacier. Um, tell us about, yeah, your journey to becoming an MVP. Uh, well, I think all of this started when I started working at Axazure. Um, uh, uh, the CEO uh, is Antonio Gilabert, which is another MVP. And he has transmitted not only by me, but all the company that uh, doing things for the community is important. And uh, this it's, it's good not only for the community, for, but also for us as professionals. And um, it, it's not something mandatory to do, but and, and I mean, you just do it because you feel like doing it. And so I started a blog uh, two years ago. And uh, one day... Uh, um, we were asked, uh, do you want to present a session in uh, Dynamic Saturday in, in Madrid? And uh, I, I had never in my life spoken at an event. And I, my thought was, uh, who wants to listen to me? <laughs> and uh, well, uh, I presented a session with my colleague Juan Antonio, and uh, it was great. And uh, since then, we have uh, both of us. Uh, presented several other sessions and uh, you need to uh, I, we, we like it it's like um, you need to spend time to prepare the sessions but it's also rewarding because you see that there's people that have some interest in what you are telling which it was my fear that who, who will listen to me <laughs> come on and uh, after some time I got nominated and uh, th the first time uh, I wasn't awarded, but uh, then I was nominated again. And in October last year, uh, I received the famous email. And well, yeah. <laughs> it's a good feeling, right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
So I know Damien and your team. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he's always been on the, the, the CRM side, which, you know, is my background on the power platform and, uh, yeah, great guy. In fact, when I was in Madrid that time, uh, I met up with him for lunch. Um, uh, so he's, he's a good friend and, uh, what a great company to work for. Yeah. The truth is, um, it's, it's, it's just it's very, very good. I'm very happy with, with, I mean, uh, several years ago, I had like the, a dilemma, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm programming for a, an ERP because I don't know anybody that uh, when he's, uh, when uh, finishing the university or uh, studies about uh, something, uh, development studies, whatever, thought, I want to be an ERP developer. <laughs> I don't know nobody. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but uh, after starting to learn about uh, Dynamics 365, the, the new version from AX, uh, I was working on a, an end client. And then uh, I saw the a job offer from Axajor. And I joined the company. And as I said earlier, I, I'm very happy now with and uh, the the um, my career starting uh, my professional career starting as an ERP developer because uh, working with Dynamics three six five the, the ERP part right now is really fun. If developing an ERP can be fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, look at this. We're already over twenty minutes. Uh, it's I feel like I could talk about so many things with you. Uh, before I let you go, I always like to answer or ask some quickfire questions, which are very random. And because, you know, English is your second language, sometimes they don't translate well, but we'll give it a go. How does that sound? Okay, that's right. Okay, okay. Uh, here's the first one. What's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, being an ERP developer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not love now. It. <laughs> no, no. What's one thing you did uh, in your past that you wish you could go back and undo? Um, I Maybe I wouldn't undo nothing. Awesome. Good, good, good response. I like that. Who's someone you really admire? I don't, I don't admire people a lot. And maybe some... Uh, People from sports, like uh, I, I admire a lot Michael Jordan. Not so much now, <laughs> but maybe some musicians. But I, I, I'm not like a, an idol person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you rather play for Real Madrid or Barca? I don't like football, but if I had uh, to choose... Not? No, I, if yeah. I had to choose... Because I do like basketball, I would choose Barca. <laughs> wow. Very good. Very good. If you can compete in one Olympic event, what would it be? Um, weightlifting. Wow. Nice. Nice. And finally, what's your dream job if money didn't matter? If you could do anything you want, become an astronaut, didn't matter what it was, what would you do? Becoming an astronaut would be great, but I'm, I don't like flying very much. I tolerate it. <laughs> so maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I like my job. 
<laughs> so, so to, to be an AX developer, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I look forward to getting this published. Um, thanks again, Thank folks. You. Make sure you check out his podcast uh, and and take the opportunity to engage uh, with Andrea directly. Thanks again. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did, uh, learning more about uh, Dynamics 365 Finance and uh, and the path to becoming an MVP. So exciting, um, you know, in, in the Spanish market this time. Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. Uh, if you want to leave a review to the show, go to nz365guy.com forward slash review. And uh, there's all the options that you can leave a review. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.